Welcome to the Daily Business and Finance Show. Goldman Sachs urges staff to return to office full-time, retail theft impacts earnings, U.S. lifts restrictions on Chinese companies, Cleveland Cliffs demands transparency from U.S. Steel, bank stocks slump after S&P downgrades regional banks, AMC and APE units slide ahead of share conversion, S&P downgrades five regional banks amid risks, Vici Properties provides mortgage financing for Canyon Ranch, Charles Schwab files prospectus for debt offering. Stay tuned after the short ad break to learn more about these top headlines. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Goldman Sachs is implementing stricter measures for employees who have not returned to the office full time. In contrast, JP Morgan and Citigroup have been encouraging their staff to adhere to a three days a week schedule. This shift in approach reflects the challenges faced by many companies in enforcing more stringent policies amidst the ongoing work from home trend. Office attendance in major business districts remains lower than pre-pandemic levels. Goldman Sachs has clarified that although there is some flexibility, they are reminding employees of their existing policy requiring them to work in the office five days a week. Top executives at prominent retailers such as Dick's Sporting Goods, Lowe's, Target, and Macy's have emphasized the impact of rising crime on their financial performance. The industry refers to theft as shrinkage, which has resulted in decreased earnings and spurred intensified efforts to tackle the issue. Retailers are adopting various measures like RFID technology and advocating for legal assistance to combat this escalating problem. The United States has removed restrictions on 27 Chinese companies in anticipation of Treasury Secretary Gina Raimondo's visit to China. This decision was made by the Commerce Department, coinciding with Raimondo's scheduled meetings with high-ranking officials from the People's Republic of China and American business leaders. The business community is closely monitoring the state of China-U.S. relations, particularly regarding the pending approval for Broadcom's $61 billion acquisition of VMware and Emerson's $8.2 billion purchase of national instruments. Notably, Intel recently abandoned its planned $5.4 billion acquisition of Tower Semiconductor after failing to receive approval from China within the specified termination deadline. Cleveland Cliffs has requested that U.S. Steel provide them and the United Steelworkers with information regarding any proposals received during its strategic review. As per the labor agreement, U.S. Steel is obligated to promptly notify both parties in the event of receiving a proposal from a third party, even if no bids have been made yet. Recently, U.S. Steel turned down Cleveland Cliff's $7.3 billion offer and announced its exploration of multiple unsolicited proposals. High bond yields are exerting pressure on equity markets, especially in the financial sector. S&P Global Ratings recently downgraded ratings on five regional banks due to more challenging operating conditions, leading to a decline in bank stocks. The SPDR S&P Regional Banking ETF witnessed a 2% drop, while the SPDR S&P Bank ETF slid 1.7%. Notably, Comerica and Keycorp, 
both downgraded by S&P, experienced significant declines of 3.4% and 3.1% respectively. Other regional banks like Zions Bank Corporation, Huntington Bank Shares, and Regions Financial also saw drops in their stock prices. It is worth mentioning that this weakness follows the banking turmoil observed in March when several bank stocks fell significantly as well. AMC Entertainment and AMC Preferred Equity Units are experiencing consecutive declines as the theater chain undergoes a share conversion to raise new equity. On Tuesday, AMC's common shares dropped by 18%, while the preferred equity units fell by 13%. The price gap between these two securities is narrowing as AMC prepares for significant actions this week, including a reverse stock split and the conversion of APs into common stock. However, there are unresolved legal matters surrounding AMC, with a new class-action lawsuit alleging that AP investors were not adequately compensated in the settlement approved by Delaware's Court of Chancery. S&P Global Ratings has recently downgraded five regional banks in the United States due to challenging operating conditions. However, there is some positive news as their outlooks have improved since deposit declines were not as severe as initially anticipated. The ratings agency has cautioned that asset quality may further deteriorate, particularly for banks with significant exposure to commercial real estate, specifically office loans. Credit ratings for Comerica and Keycorp have been lowered, while Valley National Bank Corp. and Associated Bank Corp. have also experienced rating cuts. UMB's rating was downgraded due to weak capital ratios. On the other hand, most of the bank's outlooks have been revised to stable based on improved stability and solid earnings. S&T Bank and River City Bank face negative outlooks due to funding pressures and concentration in commercial real estate, respectively. S&P has maintained a negative outlook on Zions Bank Corporation but kept stable outlooks on Synovus Financial and Truist. Vici Properties has granted $140.1 million in mortgage financing to Canyon Ranch Tucson and Canyon Ranch Lenox as per their partnership agreement. This funding was utilized to refinance the existing mortgage-backed security of the resorts. The financing carries an initial term of two years, with the possibility of three one-year extensions. In July, Vici announced a partnership with Canyon Ranch that involved a preferred equity investment and additional financing alternatives. Charles Schwab is currently raising new debt following its merger with TD Ameritrade. The company intends to implement job cuts and reduce its real estate footprint. A preliminary prospectus for the debt has been filed, although specific details regarding size and timing have not yet been disclosed. Talks are underway for 11-year fixed-to-floating-rate notes, which may yield approximately 2.5% over treasuries. The net proceeds from this debt issuance will be utilized for general corporate purposes, including enhancing liquidity and supporting business growth. Notably, in May, Charles Schwab successfully raised $2.5 billion through a two-part offering. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Daily Business and Finance Show. Stay tuned for more insightful discussions and updates. Goodbye. I'm Montgomery Jones. And I'm Amalia Dupre. Until tomorrow dawns, take care and goodbye for now. This content is sourced from the Seeking Alpha website, so support our podcast by becoming a Seeking Alpha Premium subscriber. See the show notes page for links to sign up. This episode is produced by Classic Studios. Check out our other podcasts in our network at ClassicStudios.com.